Welcome to season three of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. I'm your host, Becky Robinson. This season features exciting guests, real conversations, and actions you can take to reach the biggest possible audience for your work. During season three, we're also featuring an inside look at the launch of my new book, Reach, with a special daily podcast series coming April 18th to 22nd. We hope you'll subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. I'm so thrilled today to reconnect with my old friend, Tan May Vora, who I met online back in about 2009, I believe, um, as a result of some interactions with the blog that I was writing and with the blog that he was writing at the time. So welcome, Tan May. Becky, thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm thrilled to be invited to talk to you today, and it's great to reconnect after so many years. Sure is. So before we dive into the content of today's episode, could you tell our listeners a little bit about you and your work in the world? Sure. So I've been blogging for about 16 years now. And uh, recently I turned my blog into a business, into a consulting business called QS Pire Consulting, where I combine uh, leadership and capability development with visual thinking. So I employ visual thinking tools uh, to help people change behavior change culture, and generally build leadership talent, better leaders and better leadership. So that's what I do. Uh, A lot of consulting, teaching, coaching, and visualizing of ideas worth sharing is what I do. I'm most famous for my sketch notes that I share on my blog. They're they're wide a lot across the internet, and you can, you can, you know, people can just find them uh, online quite easily. Super. And we will include some links in the show notes so people can find you and your work. Um, Let's talk a little bit about how you got started with your blog and with building online influence. You mentioned that you've been doing this for about 16 years. So how did you get started? So the need to express myself was inherent in me as a kid. Um, I used to participate in a lot of debate competitions and stuff like that, just to make sure that I'm able to express myself clearly. Writing was my tool because it came naturally to me. And So in 2006, I was a new manager who was learning a lot of new things about human behavior. Uh, You know, till that point, I was dealing with technology, with finite things like technology. But now I started working with infinite things like human behavior and psychology and leadership and all to deliver quality to, to the customers. And that's when I stumbled upon blogging as well. I met some of my early influencers in blogging. Uh, You know, I started emulating what they were doing. And eventually I built my own voice. I started blogging in 2006, uh, first on Blogspot, then on WordPress. Uh, And then I moved on to my own domain in 2009 when I wrote my first book. Uh, So the key lessons um, that I learned were that I thought blogging was about expressing myself, but I, I was misplaced in that thinking because I learned over a period of time that people started coming to my blog only when I started conversing with them that only when I started going to their blogs and commented that they cared to come on my blog and comment. And that's how relationships got built. So I think conversations also led to my first book deal in 2009. And uh, with book, the presence and audience really grew further uh, to expand on other platforms like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. But it all started with the blog and it still is all about blogging. 
So let's talk a little bit about uh, more of your most important practices and approaches for building relationships and audience online. What else have you done? You mentioned going out to other people's blogs and commenting as a way that you were able to create interaction. What else did you do? So the mindset of uh, social relationship that I have is it centers around three C's, uh, namely create, curate, and contribute. I've done a sketch note on this as well. By creation, I mean putting out unique thoughts and unique ideas out in the world in a way that resonates with people. Curating would mean, you know, gathering a lot of interesting stuff that other people are doing and then providing a lens to people to look at the ideas from diverse uh, sources. And uh, contributing would mean uh, amplifying the conversation, taking the conversation forward, maybe not agreeing to a conversation in a in a way that enriches the conversation, asking critical questions on someone else's thinking, uh, but doing it all constructively so that um, we are essentially serving the ideas. And what this three C's lead to is contribution, community, and uh, credibility over a period of time. So that's been my uh, mindset. Uh, if, if I talk a little bit about the tactics, right? Um, earlier in the journey, it was all about blogging and blogging meant commenting, link love, participating in, uh, you know, uh, carnivals. Uh, I, I uh, hosted a few carnivals, leadership development carnivals as well. And I also sort of contributed on, on the carnivals. I did a lot of book reviews back in time. I still do a lot of book reviews, by the way. And, uh, you know, and that's how I build relationship with authors. You know, when I get to interview an author, I would build relationship with them. With advent of Twitter and with advent of my first book in 2009, which was even, uh, you know, actually a tweet book, it was a book with collection of 140 tweet-sized lessons on quality. Um, you know, I I did all of what I mentioned about uh, mentioned before, uh, uh, blogging and stuff like that. But I added, you know, participation into tweet chats. Um, the same mindset of creating, curating, and contributing extended to Twitter, uh, and then on the other social platform. In the my method has been that I use my blog as a hub for all the content that I create. And then I use social media as the, as the spokes. So it's a typical hub and spoke model that I use. Um, and, and then, you know, I think in 2015, um, I really found my niche in form of visual thinking where, you know, we were dealing with information overload and complexity and rapidly changing context. And I thought blogging or long form blogging as we knew it wouldn't, make an impact that I wanted to create. And therefore I stumbled upon sketchnotes. Then I started creating these handwritten one page summaries of ideas and they started to go really viral. And that's when I think I found my niche that leadership development, learning and change as a domain. When I combine that domain with the, with the visual thinking domain, I get a small intersection where I could play, where I could really make a big difference. And uh, that's, that's how I aligned my approaches uh, you know, to the newer mediums, to the visual content and stuff like that. And I think uh, I've been doing these sketch notes since 2015, and I've been sharing them consistently over the last seven years now. And uh, they still go, continue to go viral. I, with sketch notes, I get to work with uh, amazing thought leaders, great authors, brilliant organizations across the globe. And it's just been a fantastic journey uh, that these tactics have, uh, have uh, led to. 2020 and beyond, I forayed into LinkedIn more because a lot of my work was getting shared there and I thought it might be helpful for me to keep in touch with who all are sharing my work. 
And even today, I don't post a lot of stuff on LinkedIn, but when other people post, I just thank them for sharing. I add to the conversation and it's a great external validation when others share your work and you only get to thank them. I think that's, that's the best possible position to be in when it comes to building your online influence because people share a, a, a uh, you know, people share a strong feedback about how this visual, these visuals are helping them with behavior change in their personal context, in their careers, in their organizational context, and so on and so forth. So it's been a journey that's marked by, uh, you know, doing something, uh, aligning the approaches, but at the heart of it is contribution, uh, community, and uh, credibility through creation, curation, and contribution. So what's really interesting to me, Tanmay, is to really think about how it took a while for you to discover the specific niche in which you mm-hmm. can soar. So you mentioned that you started blogging in 2006 and you thought it was about self-expression and you learned it w- was more about contribution. And then in 2015, after is that nine years of creating and sharing content in various ways, that was when you really were able to land on your sweet spot and, and the ways that you could best connect with audiences. That's really powerful. And I hope it's something that people will hear that sometimes it takes time to find and discover your unique area of contribution. Absolutely. So let's talk, you know, so far we've talked a lot about the value that you've been creating with online audiences. And in my book, um, I talk about the four commitments to create reach. So you you clearly demonstrate this commitment of value um, and you've already shared with us about the value that you've been creating. Um, And you talked a little bit about the fact that you've been doing this for a long time. So 2006 to 2022, um, I don't know if I can do the math that fast. You said 16 years. Yes. Um, And so your ability to stick around has enabled you to connect with many, many people and grow an audience. Let's talk about consistency. Uh, what's your perspective on consistency? So how frequently do you create and share content? And what does consistency mean to you? Yeah, before I go to consistency, if I may add a little bit on the value part of it, because I think that um, you know uh, consistency is important when you deliver when you know what value you're delivering out to the world. And for me, the value has been clearly at the intersection of quality, uh, leadership, uh, and visual thinking, and where these uh, three things really intersect. So what the value I bring on table is, uh, you know, 23 years of rich corporate experience uh, from having functional leadership experience to leading large organizations up to 700 people, and blending all that experience with the need to express myself, I think has led to the value where people uh, listen to what I say. They pay attention to what I share. And and I've stayed away from sharing uh, random tidbits and and stuff like that. I generally stay focused on the subject, the domain, and I, I do it with an intention of creating some change out there, even if that change is invisible to me, that that value that is delivered uh, and the impact that the value uh, has had on other people is, I would say that 80% of the time that value is invisible to me. People put up posters, they use these things in their leadership interventions and stuff like that. The value is not visible. But that's the beauty that sometimes somebody would walk up and say that, you know, what you did there 
really touched me in a very specific way that it changed me or it helped me change my behavior, my team's behavior, et cetera. I think that's immensely satisfying. So that's on the value. When I talk about consistency, uh, you know, along the journey of last 16 years, when I started blogging, uh, and I've been very influenced with Seth Godin's uh, daily blogging habit that, you know, you show up every day with something valuable to share, even if it's small and short uh, in nature. Uh, I experimented with daily blogging in the past. I've experimented with uh, three posts per week um, you know, in the past. Now I write uh, one post a month, but sometimes two. Um, but I've never given up on the love for writing because when I feel that I'm getting swayed away by other things, I focus on why I started in the first place. The reason why I started was that I want to express, I want to make, uh, I want to make an impact out there. And so I think my perspective on the consistency part of it is that I think we live in a world of distraction, that there is a lot of new social media platforms coming in, uh, you know, and it's easy for us to get distracted and jump over to other platforms. But what we don't realize is that I think that these platforms are governed by algorithms and algorithms change. And when your algorithms change, right, your, your content may not show up, uh, that you, you might not have the same impact. And therefore, I think the, the first thing that I feel uh, is important when we are sharing online is to have your own home base. Uh, I see a lot of Instagram bloggers and I see a lot of Twitter, Twitter thread writers and stuff like that. But I, I think that having a home base is, is the key to consistency. You know, a place that you can decorate with your own thoughts is, I think, invaluable in a, in a, in a distracted world. Um, I think when building audience, we need to show up uh, authentically and consistently in a way that resonates with other people. So it's not about how great I might be or how great my thoughts are, but I have to simplify those thoughts in a way that it resonates with others. And I think that uh, a lot of success is not just about talent, because I feel that consistency beats talent. Uh, all the time in my experience, um, that being consistent in the pursuit is very important. The other important thing that, and this might sound a little spiritual, but it is actually um, powerful, is that I feel that we have to treat our journey as a reward. And, you know, so because a lot of people aim for, I, I'm uh, short of 150 followers uh, to 3,000 followers or 10,000 followers or whatever that number, they're chasing a magic number that they want to touch, you know, and I feel it's, it's of no value if you're not enjoying the whole process. If you're constantly hustling to build your audiences, then you are probably doing it wrong. I think the, the process of building an audience, the process of sharing your ideas is a joyful process. It is a process that has to bring joy and satisfaction as much as it brings attention and audience to you. And I, I think that the best way to do go about it is to not check the stats, is to just put one step in front of other and along that journey, keep aligning your approaches, uh, keep aligning the ways you share, right? The medium, the, the, the nature of content might change, but the spirit of treating journey as a reward and treating outcomes as a byproduct, I think keeps you consistent. It's a very powerful um, thing that I have learned from my journey is that the journey is the reward and every step along the way counts. Um, I'm also fascinated by a quote by Jim Rohn, where he says that every, for every disciplined effort, there is multiple reward. And I've experienced that because I've, when I started blogging, people started recognizing me. You know, I've moved to different cities for work. And 
you know, people know about me already when I show up at certain events. Uh, people uh, now re recognize me through my handwriting because I do a lot of this thing. Uh, I think it's a lot of consistency at work because when you're consistent, when you're authentic, when you show up with ideas that resonate with others, um, I think magic starts to happen. Serendipity starts to happen. Opportunities start to happen and impact starts to happen. And I think that's really the powerful uh, uh, way to deal with uh, a very complex sort of world that we are now into. That is super helpful, Tanmay. Thank you. And, you know, as you're talking, I'm nodding my head along. I think that you and I are so aligned on our views of this. And I hope that people are listening. It sounds like, you know, if we can focus on the journey being the reward, then that can hopefully inspire us to be more consistent because showing up is a reward of its own. Um, so let's talk for a moment about generosity. So on your journey to build online influence and make a difference through your ideas, in what ways have you practiced or received generosity? So generosity has been a core value uh, that I, I have lived for last 16 years, probably more. Uh, the way I have practiced generosity is that when I, when I come across an interesting idea, um, I try to blend a discrete idea that I've just encountered with my own experience and say, what does my own experience with this thing tell me about this idea that I've encountered? And when I find that blend, when I find an overlap, I always try to sort of share it out to the world. And the sharing happens, that, that sharing in the spirit of generosity happens in two ways. It's, it's, it happens online and that's through tweets or blog posts and stuff like that. But that also happens, a lot of it has happened offline with, with people, uh, with having conversations with people with no real agenda, but just to share ideas and exchange thought, thoughts in a you know, really free flow kind of a way. And uh, the result has been, in, in offline world, the results have been really immediate because when you are generous about things, people, their body language, their energy starts to transform. And when, when you see that transformed energy resulting into a transformed career trajectory or transformed outcomes, I think that's immensely satisfying. Uh, you know, in social media world, um, the way I have practiced generosity is that I have decided from the day one of my journey that everything I do will be in the spirit of, in the service of others. And when you do it in the service of others, you can't just sort of hold your service behind a, a closed wall. So what I do now is that I, I share a lot of sketch notes. I've shared like uh, about 500 or more sketch notes on different social media platforms on my own blog as well. Um, and I've shared all of them freely. So if you, if people want to see my work, they can go to my blog section on the website and they can find everything there for free, right? The only thing that they have to pay for is that if they need high resolution versions or, or if they need those kind of things, then they pay uh, else everything else is free. What this results in is serendipitous connections with other people who share the same challenges. I've, as a result of my generous actions, uh, I've, I've, I've had, uh, uh, you know, a global relationship with, uh, you know, with folks across the globe. Um, you know, I've got consulting opportunities. I've got book deals. Uh, all two books, the both both books that I've written and a few that I've contributed to internationally. Uh, have come through people seeking me out because of my social media presence, because of my thoughts and stuff like that. Um, I've also got speaking requests and stuff like that. So 
one of my friends and mentors said that you know when you are generous about throwing the seeds of your talent all around you you know some of those seeds will land on fertile soils and they will grow and those seeds will come in form of opportunities and and job and and everything that you're seeking will will come to you eventually if you are just very focused about spreading your best seeds around you all around you very powerful thank you so i talked a little bit earlier about longevity and the fact that you've been up to building online influence and sharing value and generosity with others for over 16 years. Do you have any other thoughts that you want to share about the impact that longevity has had on your success? I think it has because uh, from a very material standpoint, right? I let, I got my, my biggest job opportunity of leading a 700 people organization because of a blog post. And I want to share that story a little bit because I think it will resonate with, with the audience. Uh, so I was a departmental sort of functional head in a in a in a large IT service company, and I was I was among the first few users to have access to the LinkedIn blogging platform called Pulse. Um, and around 2014, I wrote an article about building a high performance culture on LinkedIn. Now it so happened that one of my past customers from late 2000s was on the board of a company uh, that needed a leader to head their India operations. And this leader, just two days before a board meeting was on LinkedIn, and he happens to read my post. And my post became a reminder of all the past work that I I did with him. And he felt that I was the right person for that kind of a job. So two days after uh, after that LinkedIn post, he goes into a board meeting of a large uh, listed sort of an organization, And he says that if you have this sort of problem, I have a guy in India who can solve it. And then he recommends my name, puts it on the table. And then he calls me up and says, I'm sorry, I didn't even consult you, but I just recommended your services to this company. So would you be open to talk? And then we start to discuss. And that opportunity happened. I was was, uh, appointed as the head of uh, country operations for a 700 people organization. I did that for six years and that was the most meaningful career stint. Uh, that I've had in all my 23 years of career. And so I think longevity, uh, doing things, being known for something over a long period of time, I think goes a long way in building credibility, that people trust you, that people will bet on you even when you're not present, uh, that people will uh, refer to your ideas uh, often. They will trust what you say, right? They will seek you out. And I think that's so powerful. I think and in, in the future that we are seeing today, where the traditional jobs will become irrelevant, you know, because of gig economy and the rise of the gig economy, I think thought leaders, workers, uh, people at all levels in the organization have to be have to focus on the long game, because when we focus on the long game, we become credible, we become known, uh, and, and that sort of reputation uh, that we now call influence, uh, you know, is is so powerful in bringing, uh, uh, you know, great things uh, across to you. That is such a great story. Um, And I love thinking about that when you posted that article on LinkedIn, you were not thinking about the results that you would get and you did, you had no idea um, what that would start in your life. Absolutely. 
For those who might be listening, Tanmay, I'm wondering what advice you might have for someone who's just getting started or exploring getting started with sharing their ideas online. So my first advice would be that don't get swayed away by all these social media platforms. They're fancy, they're helpful, but not before you have value and not before you have a home base where you can decorate a place that you can call your own on internet. So first thing first, you know, uh, use, have, a, have your own website, hosted, self-hosted website, be in control of your own data. That's number one. Number two is, I think it's very important that we show up as ourselves. If not immediately, eventually. I think we start with imitation. Like I did, I started blogging uh, by imitating some of the people I really admired and, and respected. Uh, eventually, I came to a point where I built my own voice. Uh, my authentic, unique self was coming to the fore through my writing. I think it's very important. The third I would say is that it's it's okay to start for the self. Like I started documenting my lessons on the blog for myself. But eventually and ultimately our work becomes great when done in the service of others. That when our work solves a problem or helps other people, um, you know, uh, as Seth Godin says that our work becomes art when it changes others for better. And that's, I think, very important. So we to look at it, uh, our work and our sharing as a service to somebody out there. Um, uh, finally, I would say that you know, we have to focus on conversations because conversation is, uh, is, the, is the grease that makes things better, uh, builds relationship, uh, you know, uh, be intentional about helping people, making connections, you know, uh, connecting different diverse people, um, you know, do not hesitate to, to brag about others' uh, ideas, to talk about, uh, you know, somebody else having done a great work because I think that's what starts to build relationships in a very meaningful and authentic way. And finally, I think the last advice I would have or the bonus advice I would have would be to focus focus on the long game because I think it's, um, you know, uh, the platforms are evolving fast. Uh, you know, the audiences are, uh, their attention is very fickle, uh, so to say, it's short attention spans. I think we have to focus on the long game and evolve and adapt to the changing needs of the medium without losing out on the core foundational principles of generosity, longevity, you know, focusing on the value um, and being consistent about the whole approach and, and the pursuit and, and realizing that journey in itself is the reward. Thank you so much for that, Tanmay. And I love the way that you have woven in those four commitments that I talk about in my book, Reach. And I'm also just inspired by the way your journey demonstrates them, which is why I had invited you to be on the podcast today. So as we're wrapping up, we always uh, want to leave our listeners with some action steps that they can take immediately as a result of having listened to the show. And I feel like there are so many possibilities contained in the wisdom that you shared. Uh, the first thing I want to leave with you is that the journey is the reward and every step along the way counts. And uh, if you've read my book, or if you had an advanced copy, one of the things you'll read is the story about how uh, my relationship with Tanmay got a lot uh, more closely connected and more collaborative when he chose to call me on the telephone from India to wish me a happy birthday. So um, in the spirit of every step along the way counts, I would encourage you to think about, is there someone that you've been connected with only through social media channels that you could take a step today to build a deeper relationship, call someone on the phone, uh, send them an email, uh, 
authentically connect with them in a way that brings your online relationship offline. So that's the first action step that I want to encourage you to take today. And then the second one is uh, I would encourage you to um, write down the core topics and the core value that you hope to bring to the world. So Tan May shared with us that it took him a while before he um, stopped seeing his content sharing as a self-expression and began to see it as a service to others. So just take one minute when you're done listening to this episode and write down what the content is that you want to share in the world that will be of service to others. So as always, I want to thank you for being with us. And Tanmay, I'm hoping that you can share with our listeners ways they can find you online. I know that you use many of the social media channels, but where's the best place for people to connect with you? So the, the best place for people to get to me is on my website, which is qaspire.com, q as in quality and aspire.com. Uh, that's my home base. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at T-N-V-O-R-A, T-N-V-O-R-A. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much, uh, and then they can also Google my name and find my work, uh, you know, in, in the images section there. Perfect. Thank you so much. And as always, I want to invite you, if you have any questions or comments, or if I can be of service to you in any way, you can email me. I'm Becky at weavinginfluence.com. Tanmay, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to share your journey with us. And I appreciate your wisdom and guidance. And I know that our listeners will be inspired by your journey. Becky, thank you so much for capturing your wisdom in the book. I really look forward to uh, reading it further. Uh, It has been a pleasure talking to you today. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad you invested some time with me. I hope you'll subscribe today and tell a friend about our show. Our website has many additional resources to help guide you no matter where you are on your book marketing journey. Check out the show notes of this episode for links to valuable free resources to support you.